Welcome to my podcast, Man Made. It is admittedly a provocative title. It's meant to be. It captures my desire to be of service, to be a part of the movement seeking to encourage us all to hold men and boys in high esteem for who they are and for the important and different contribution they make to society. It is sad to me that men aren't always thought well of because we all benefit from their goodness. And, big bonus, we all feel weller when we're experiencing gratitude and compassion. My podcast will address some of the negativity that has been and continues to be directed towards men. But it will also appreciate each week the act of a good man. And because I loved going to football matches as a young woman, I always start with, here we go, here we go, here we go. And the title of this podcast is, Hats off to testosterone. A Positive Look at the Male Hormone, Part 3. In this episode, I continue to look at the positive effects of testosterone, just a few of the many ways in which it has been linked to pro-social behaviour. Yay! As we saw in Part 1, dominant striving is a hugely important biological and reproductive need for men, assisting them to acquire resources and secure a mate. Testosterone has been clearly linked to this dominant striving process and just to be clear, it's my understanding that dominant striving does not mean dominating women. It's about men striving to be dominant amongst men. It's about men using testosterone-supported behaviours to procure resources, for example, income, car, property, sculpting a particular body type, developing physical strength, good clothes, resources which will lend them sufficient status to secure a mate. This process can be understood as a cultural display, much like a male peacock parading his feathers and dancing to attract his potential mate. It's a process which can be risky, psychologically risky at least, if not sometimes physically risky, and it's highly competitive. As we saw in the last episode, in a few social groups such as violent prisoners and street gangs, antisocial behaviours are the means by which dominance is achieved and maintained. However, it's been suggested that if researchers were to study other social groups, perhaps the rich and famous, they might discover that testosterone is not connected to violence. Rather, in the case of the rich and famous, it's connected to who drives the best car, has the biggest house or bank balance, who's on the best magazine cover, or taking the most exotic holidays, while the cultural display of stabbing a fellow inmate may bring a man's status in prison, it would definitely lose him points at a Mayfair dinner party. If men only exhibited antisocial behaviours in order to establish dominance, they'd be very unlikely to meet their biologically and reproductively important goal securing a mate and passing on their genes. Clearly, men need to be able to signal their good status to demonstrate their fitness to be a mate in other ways. Evidence is now emerging that suggests testosterone may actually promote pro-social behaviours. Way! Especially in the context of competing for resources and mates and maintaining these. Most people would think that. If it's not good looks that make a man most attractive to women, then it's definitely a sense of humour. But studies consistently show 
that altruism is a top quality that women are drawn to when they're looking for a mate. A 2016 article in the British Journal of Psychology entitled Altruism Predicts Mating Success in Humans found that altruistic men have more sex. In another study, 202 women were presented with photographs of men of varying levels of physical attractiveness and with descriptions of them behaving either altruistically or not in a variety of different scenarios. For longer-term relationships, altruism was rated as more desirable than attractiveness. In this particular study, the women's first choice, not surprisingly, were men who were both altruistic and attractive. Their second choice were men who were altruistic but not so attractive. Finally, the women chose the attractive, non-altruistic men to go out with for one-night stands. <laughs> In another study, the researchers asked unmarried Canadian adults how much they did good deeds, like giving money to charity or helping someone get their car out of the snow. They then asked the participants how often they'd had sex and how many partners they'd had. The men who reported more altruistic acts had more sex and more partners. For those who were in relationships, the good-hearted men were more likely to have had more sex in the last 30 days. On follow-up, single individuals who frequently engaged in pro-social behaviour had substantially higher chances of being in a stable relationship the following year. In the second experiment of the study, the researchers had undergraduate students say whether they would like to donate the money that they might receive for participating in the experiment to a charity. Those who said that they would also tended to have more casual sex, more sex in relationships and more lifetime sex partners. Similar to experiment one, single people who reported doing good deeds were much more likely to say that they were in a relationship the next year. They also took less time to find a partner than their non-altruistic peers. All of this is not to say that other traits don't matter. Humour is also important to women when they're selecting a mate. Women have said that if a man has a good sense of humour, they assume that he's more intelligent. A sense of humour is a good indicator of sexual activity too. In one study entitled <laughs> Laughing All the Way to the Bedroom, the men whom women rated as funnier reported having more sex with more partners. For building long-term relationships though, Researchers find over and over again that altruism is a crucial and highly desirable trait. Such pro-social altruistic efforts may involve self-sacrificial behaviours. One study found that men who received a testosterone supplement told fewer lies than men who received a placebo, even though their lies would never be detected, and that lying would have resulted in a greater monetary payoff for them. The authors concluded that testosterone reduced the propensity to lie and that this may be linked to maintaining self-esteem and status or the fact that truth-telling is more highly valued by potential allies and mates, more highly valued than gaining large payoffs. Men are more likely to engage in competitive altruism than women, more likely to donate to charity and donate more to charity Especially, especially when the fundraiser is an attractive female.
the capacity to flexibly adapt and respond to unexpected changes in the environment is crucial for survival. New research supports the suggestion that testosterone enhances such behavioural flexibility in men, particularly when the task involves a lot of variables, where the demand on working memory is high and when subjects have to update and consider a variety of stimuli and possible outcomes at the same time. Testosterone supports men in their altruistic endeavour to protect their mate and children. When presented with angry faces, men with a higher base rate of testosterone showed a higher level of attention toward that face. They could stare at the angry face and were less inclined to avert their gaze. They also experienced an increased cardiac and amygdala response. The fight or flight mechanism of the autonomic nervous system Similar findings emerged from an experiment which focused on men who'd been chemically castrated. Those receiving a synthetic version of testosterone also showed greater capacity to pay attention and hold their gaze and increased cardiac and amygdala response, more so than those receiving the placebo. So testosterone was found to reduce fear and anxiety and experimentally reducing testosterone levels had the opposite effect – increasing fear and anxiety. Another of testosterone's important effects is to decrease pain perception. Substantial evidence suggests that women are more sensitive than men to multiple forms of pain. In a sample of US women, the higher the amount of testosterone that was present in their saliva, the lower their sensitivity to pain. Additionally, after they'd been treated with synthetic testosterone, men with previous below healthful levels of testosterone exhibited greater tolerance to multiple forms of induced pain. I can't, I can't resist telling you here, it's not, not that relevant. But researchers have found that swearing can also provide reduced pain perception. To summarise, testosterone enables a man to manage challenges to his status, resources and mate to face those challenges and to succeed, to be a fighter and a winner. Yay! Testosterone also enables him to continue to compete for resources and to defend those he takes responsibility for, to be a provider and a protector. Yay! He does all this with what I would describe as the minimum degree of aggression necessary. Huh. But now it's time for Good Guy of the Week. Drum roll, please. OK, so it's the end of August. It's the holiday season in a very popular Cornwall resort. Towns are heaving with people and supermarkets are heaving with people. I've just completed my one big grocery shop of the week. Hooray! Uh, oh dear. I'm back at the car and I realise I've forgotten the butter. Actually, I realise I've forgotten the bloody butter. <laughs> bloody is an extremely Cornish way of pronouncing bloody, as in bloody hell. I'm not Cornish, as you can tell, but I love the sound of that word.
Anyway, I swear a few more times under my breath, not always in Cornish, as I pack my shopping in the boot and bargain with myself about how much I really need butter. My thinking goes something like it's not that important. It's very important. I can live without it. I can't live without it. It's not the end of the world. It's the end of the world. Eventually, I decide that I really do need the butter and that the grown-up thing to do is just go back in the store and get it. I grumpily go back in. I quickly grab the butter and quickly make my way to the till. When I get there, the man in front of me has an overflowing trolley. Ah, my heart sinks. It's also dawning on me that in my car boot, I have a pack of ice cubes and grandchildren's ice lollies that are defrosting under the fierce Cornish Riviera sun. As I contemplate going home with a bag of water and misshapen lollies to room temperature drinks and disappointed grandchildren, the man ahead of me in the queue intrudes on my reverie. He looks at me and my butter. He smiles and says very cheerfully, Is that all you've got? I say, Yes, that's all I've got. And he waves me ahead of him with a flourish, saying to the cashier, Please serve this lady first. I'm so touched by this dear man's kindness in letting me ahead of him in the queue, but secretly I think I'm even more touched that he called me a lady. (laughs) Thank you, that man. Thank you. Thank you. Until next week, practice gratitude and compassion towards everyone and take care of everyone, including our men and boy folk.